0: Hey folks, welcome down to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf. As ever, each week is brought to you thanks to the folks in Seed Golf Balls. So head over to SeedGolf.com and try them today. I use the Seed 2s, they're class. Why? They're the same quality as those high-end retail, really expensive premium balls, but have the price. It's a no-brainer. So try them out. Stock up in the next five and a half weeks if you are from Ireland. You've plenty of time to be shopping. Online. They support an Irish company in doing so. So you can hit the fairways come the 1st and 2nd December. Pretty stocked up. And thanks to everyone this week who has pressed play on last week's episode. It's been monumental. We've hit the dizzy, dizzy heights of some charts. We hit number seven in all sports podcasts in Ireland. Not just golf. We hit number one in golf trending and all time and all those lovely charts and things. So that was fantastic gave us some visibility, gave us some, I don't know, authenticity. Yeah, this unprofessional, or this professional, unprofessional podcast, we're only getting going. But yeah, last week's episode had to wait, it is now this week's episode. So if you are listening and you have enjoyed it so far, or maybe you enjoyed last week's episode, please do leave a review. So get onto that phone, or maybe through your car, I don't know if you can do it through your car, but maybe you can. But it's follow this week. Wrote it there, Roisin I mean, listen, about George told us the production line was finished in carry. this week's show we have a man who has recently accomplished something no one from royal dublin has in 99 years hugh foley aig irish amateur close champion 2020 welcome to the show thanks very much buddy nice intro there i'm telling you i worked yeah. hard on that yeah i worked hard on that one uh, so is that the first time you've been introduced as that what's it feel like yeah it does. It. massive <laughs> now or
1: <laughs> yeah it was as big as it could be beforehand anyway now it's uh that's a nice uh it's nice to hear it
0: what went, what went into the win in Raspeenna? Because I, I kind of looked at it a bit over social media and stuff. Obviously, we couldn't travel and stuff with
1: yeah.
0: masks and all those regulations. So, and I don't want it to be um, the Raspeenna show either, because there's plenty more to you than than a couple of days up up there. Yeah. But Jack, can you describe maybe your attitude towards towards the tournament going into the the first um, day or so?
1: Probably a good, like just a good bit of preparation. Um, yeah, being asked over the first few days like it, it kind of goes by in a blur like I can't believe it's already more than a week but uh, yeah, you get to think about it more and the preparation for it was probably really good. I suppose it was the last event of the year and a course that I know quite well I've played it over the last few years um, so definitely preparation and we just got everything right we got, you know, accommodation was good and eating during the week was good and, and our practice round was good crack and it was kind of yeah. It was it was just yeah, well prepared week.
0: So when you say um you prepared well, what's that like for you? Because you've been penned in the code for articles I've seen since has been a full time amateur, right? Yeah. So so at, at, like I'm a full time amateur as well, but yeah. I, I work <laughs> nine to five. So what does that preparation look like for you at, at like that elite level?
1: Um, I suppose. Trying to yeah, well, like it, it is a bit of a luxury, all right, to be able to be playing golf every day. And the golf coach I go to, Jeff Lockery, he is a full time coach as well. So the week uh, leading up to it was we had Senior Cup on the was it the Saturday and Sunday I think, or the, just a Sunday, and um, then going to see him, gone to see my coach on Tuesday I think and Wednesday. I actually met a nutritionist on the Tuesday. Brendan Egan he he works uh, with loads of people Um, on list up but uh so was kind of getting like a bit of a actually had like a bit of a meal plan for the first time ever um for the week uh, then obviously yeah working on the swing just a little bit playing Pormarnock links they're um kind of open Tuesdays kind of getting a card back in the hand and then going up on the Wednesday evening, the day before the practice round was nice as well. You, you know, it's nice to not you not know, be working and have to work around and that, and you're up and tired, and you don't get a proper run into it. So we just we just made sure we had a good run into it.
0: Absolutely. So when you say um, you had a meal plan for the first time ever, right? I have got a meal plan as well, (laughs) right? (laughs) So I don't think my meal plan and your meal plan are the same. Um, But like, to be fair, for the first time, I I would have gotten them loads of time in the past, but like this is the first time in the last seven, eight weeks, I've actually adhered to it to a degree. Hmm. So I'm not going to like ask you to open my fitness panel or anything. But like (laughs) how much of a difference maybe then was like that meal plan for the week versus what you would have eaten normally or would have just been Subways and,
1: yeah uh, yeah the stations all the way up exactly yeah that's that's the problem is is that you're that's where you're eating and on the way down to be fair it was kfc but we had done the job at that point so it didn't, didn't matter to <laughs> Performed much.
0: at that stage yeah he
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> gave us a free pass there no it was um it's not too uh specific but it was just eating the right um eating the right foods at the right time like within 30 minutes of finishing and and um and the night before and just not doing silly things that I would have done before, which was yeah. Eating anything really just my favorite. Like I used to go heavy on Jaffa cakes during the round and Lucas AIDS. And, um, I wouldn't have much of a sweet tooth, but I thought that was fine. Like just cause you see Gaelic players or, you know, you see more high intensity things, you know, eating. Yazoo's.
0: Yeah, Yazoo's yeah, was yeah. my favorite, wasn't it? I Yeah. A couple of Yazoo's yeah, in a round I used to anyway. Yeah, so i Jaffa cakes, yeah.
1: Yeah, but um no for just to keep the sugar away. So it was just all boring food then really for the for the two or three days. I just um I wouldn't be too much of a chef either. So and it was all pretty basic stuff, but just making sure there were no uh sugar spikes as he was calling
0: them. Well, I watched um I suppose a lot of imagery from that week and a bit of a, a little bit of a storm landed for day one, you could hmm. say. Were you hit by that or did you get away with it a little bit?
1: Yeah, no, I, th- I think everyone was hit by it. To be fair, it was because there were it was only ninety in the field. I think what was this? Maybe the tea times were between eight a.m. and one p.m. So uh, everyone kind of got it. I think I was out at eleven uh, on the first day or half eleven, something like that. So yeah, no, it was it was pretty it was pretty bad, but it, it never got unplayable. But it was just very easy to make mistakes. All right, and that day, yeah.
0: Yeah, so how do you manage that? And I suppose anyone listening, like, I love playing in the wind, right? Being mm. from where I'm from, I actually look forward to being windy because it means kind of like a brusqueke field, and like half the field won't be able to play in this, so I'm yeah. at an advantage, right? Now, Royal Dublin is a little bit exposed at the best of times. I've played yeah. a few holes there. Mm. So, how did you manage that? Like, knowing there was bad weather, was it a mentality point of view or was it a strategy point of view, golf wise?
1: Yeah, um, uh, yeah, it's. I think the same. I think Lynx players kind of lick their lips when there there is that. Yeah, Give me that three club wind. You, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you just it's just different. It's um it's just hard to play in and and be used to it. But I don't enjoy playing it now. I have to say, but the uh, the strategy was pretty similar. Uh, um, even it was just keeping it in play off the tee, and then you just focus a bit more, and you're just trying to hit the ball lower. So not let it get in the air. Um but yeah it was more of a strategy um few days. Um but I was I, I finished poorly in the first day and I was actually I was pretty angry walking off the course. And but I was hoping for wind again the next day and there was a good bit of wind the next day. So I was hoping for that kind of weather up on that golf course. I just felt like I'd seen it. I think I played the scratch cup there two years ago and it was flat cam and there were lads shooting four or five under. Whereas I know it's like it's a such a tough golf course if there's the usual wind. So um, and as you said, yeah, a lot of lads were struggling on the wind. So I, I was definitely hoping for wind.
0: So going to the last day, you had you had a bit of a lead, a little bit. I think mm-hmm. um, I was tied. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think Peter O'Keefe put up. I think he was falling a little bit closer than I was, and I saw you had something like a an eight shot or a nine shot lead with two holes to play or something. But I put, you were oblivious to that, really, mm. you know what I mean? I, th- I don't think the scoreboards weren't up, did they?
1: No, no, uh, just to, you had to check your phone. I, I was doing the, with the coronavirus, you can't exchange scorecards, so I was doing um, score updates on my phone. One person in the group had to do it, so I got the short straw on the first tee. So, I, like, I could see the messages on on, on my phone, but I was kind of, I wasn't reading them so I was just trying to look away and then put in the scores on every hole and then not look at the leaderboard and I kind of made that decision before I went out Um, especially if I was going well to not look at it Um, it's just not a golf course that I thought you could just take like just attack on so I didn't see the point of uh, looking at it, and I looked at it then on the 18th fairway. Yeah, so it was a nice surprise.
0: Yeah. You had a bit of a buffer at that stage, to be yeah. fair. Um, it was 10 shots in total at the end, but um, when you look back at now, I suppose there's been a maybe a couple of points uh, physically distance, of course, um, since then when you look back on it now and you reflect on the win a bit is there is there one main thing you've taken from the week or maybe a couple of things
1: um, probably well that, that kind of holistic approach to an event uh, when I was looking back on it like everything went well um, I stayed with uh, good mates of mine who I knew would be kind of taking it seriously as well and yeah looked after the diet well and so just making sure you you kind of get into that bubble Um, is um, I was talking to somebody on the range there a few weeks ago and we were talking about um, I don't know if you've seen that um, documentary about your man climbing um, what's this El Capitan and he climbs it uh, with no ropes it's like the highest ever um, rock face ever climbed and I'm just like you're talking about getting into a bubble for your for your event or for whatever you're doing so like that was that was probably the biggest thing I took from it was like trying to get into your own bubble for um for an event and not like letting things distract you definitely you can
0: take that into business that loan sport is you know is get into a bit of a bubble and it seems to be a term a term of 2020 a bubble um (laughs) (laughs) before we get into I suppose your start in golf I came across you first Like on social media or whatever, right? Right. When you were dancing like Hugh Grant, so like, (laughs) what's the crack? What's the crack there?
1: (laughs) During lockdown, I was maybe looking at a few different uh, (laughs) hobbies to pick up. I um, yeah, during lockdown, I was bored, and um, I've always uh, like enjoyed making Snapchat videos. So uh, I made a few movie reenactments, like the final scene of Inception if you know that, um, and in Bruges, the scene where Brendan Gleeson jumps off the clock tower, I was like, so I'd done a few of them, and then I was like, Jesus, like, it was, like I was just sending to my mates, and they thought it was a good crack, so I said, I'll try and do one that everyone would know, and that was definitely the best one, I think, Love Actually, and I did it, and I thought it was worth posting then, and then it was, yeah, it was a good crack for about a week as well, yeah, got some attention
0: that's oh, good yeah Martin McCutcheon even came out didn't she yeah, yeah. we we'll get stuck we we'll get stuck in so Hugh what, what's I saw something that you were described as being a late comer to golf right now latecomer to me at 23 is if you start when you're 21 right so yeah. um, what's your because you know it depends on what context but what's your earliest memory of golf um, earliest memory Is probably
1: playing in Bally Bunyan. That's where my dad is a member. Um, So he's from Limerick, but he was a member there since he's about 21. Um, So that's where he first brought me out. I might have been maybe 10. Um, So it's not like I I was a latecomer kind of to competitive golf. I wouldn't have been a latecomer to golf in general. Like um, I probably. Yeah, I started swinging in a golf club maybe eight, nine, ten years of age. So I think Bally Bunny and the Cashin course, going around there is probably my first memory.
0: No, Cashin is, is, is like, it's. I love playing kind of the Cashin because that's where yeah. you kind of have to pick your way around. It's not just like yeah, Bryson and, was it Bomb and gouge it. You can't do that.
1: No, <laughs> no. No, you, know, it's, you really it's, can't. <laughs>
0: <It's> good <laughs> it's place for like young around.
1: lads to learn. Yeah, and the Kerry Boys is on there. It's a good tournament as well.
0: Awesome. no yeah I was never low enough as uh, an under 18 to go to the cash I almost was when I was 18 yeah. I think I was like two shots away which is still pretty fucking high <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you had to be like nine wasn't it you had to be like single handicapper
1: yeah, single figures so maybe years, six or something one of the years was low yeah it was like five or six I remember yeah yeah
0: but um, so was that like summers in Valley Bunyan or yeah, did you move then. to Dublin at some stage yeah
1: uh, no, it would have been summers in, in Ballybunion, yeah, we were, um, I was in Holland for the first five years, Dad worked over in Holland, but apart from that, I've been in, in Klontarf since.
0: So, what's it like growing up playing golf in, in Royal Dublin then? Because I like I was there once uh, to play, and I couldn't get over, you know, like, we pride ourselves on our history on the West Coast and in the Hinge, but like, mm. to be honest, I need to get the book myself to... To educate myself on like the ins and outs, but Royal Dublin is almost like a different level of history because, like, yeah. you have your own library, like, you know, yeah. of like this is the history of the club, like, like, like and the way it's, yeah, categorize categorized its class. There's a there. few
1: brilliant rooms, yeah, even the Christy O'Connor rooms, awesome, and he was still there when I was maybe. 16 up until 18 or 19 he was um still kind of hanging around the golf club so it was cool to get like a few you just stop and just chat to you for five or ten minutes about your golf game and give you a couple of tips and he was off again he was brilliant to have around the club um but it was, yeah it's just great there is great players and not carney's on the european tour now and and neil o'brien there would have been great players when i was That I had to look up to the senior cup team was brilliant. They won the Barton Shield in 2015, just as I was kind of getting into it. So, like, there's always been a really strong um, elite level of sport, elite level golf at uh, Royal Dublin. And then when you look at the yeah, some of the history rooms, all right. I think it's maybe the first or second oldest links in Ireland.
0: It's not. It's not far off. What What got me was like, it's all curated to it, and that was the word I was looking for. Curated, yeah. In that, like, even. I suppose the official letter from the Queen—that it's an if like it's a it's a yeah. royal club, you know stuff like that. You know, yeah. like stuff that I think is taken massively for granted these days. Maybe by my generation or your generation, like history, what's that? While well, when you put it in the in the in the context that it's put into in Royal Dublin, like it's just you could spend a day inside there. You know, yeah. and that's not even my thing. Like my thing is not history at mm. all, but it's just the origin of the club and where it's come from. Like you know.
1: Yeah, and it uh, what, what, it's, what it's been, yeah, what it was used for as well. I think it was used for barracks during the First World War for the British Army. And um, what was it? The Moran Cup's on today, I think, that's uh, for PJ. That's right, books. yeah,
0: yeah, that's right.
1: He was, um, there's a plaque on the, I think he was born on the third hole in that Curly's yard. Um, is it Michael Dyke Moran? And I think he was, he has a nickname like the, what could have been the like the one he could have been one of the greatest Irish amateurs ever, but he was killed very early. And um I think he won a few Irish amateurs um or something like that. Uh, I should I should uh, brush up on the history myself. <laughs> but yeah. it's very fascinating to see that stuff.
0: Absolutely. So like in terms of like you growing up in Royal Dublin and what was I suppose, the support from the club, like in terms of getting into golf and keeping the golf club and kind of encouraging along the way. Was was that promoted internally or was it just like you with your band of friends and you going on all the time? What was it like? Um,
1: It was more, I got on really well with there were two, um, well, Leonard Owens was there and there were two great assistant pros there as well, Paddy Devine, Phil McLaughlin. And to be honest, no, there wouldn't have been many lads my age. Um, That's probably why I struggled to get into like competitive golf until i was 18 or 19 um i just played it as a summer sport really uh you know maybe once or twice a week um but i i really enjoyed going down there i cycle down and leave the clubs there and yeah um the members would have been would have been great just helping out in the pros and stuff so um but I suppose it was probably the more the senior cup team doing really well in 2015, and and there's about 10 plus handicappers in the club that kind of got me going um, rather than anyone my age uh, playing as well.
0: So there's there's that kind of like that elite performance group in the club. That's great to have, you know, and it's something I'm, I'm we're trying to tap into on our in our province as well. Yeah, um, can't be having that like the Warren Point. Going up in all these finals you know yeah uh, we would have a bit of our own representation from from Leicester Munster as well yeah. so what what's your plan now because like great win in rasapena and some good results last let's say 18 months representing Ireland but like so what what now you know? yeah so so what what is now what's next
1: um I suppose it's tricky planning things now with everything's going on um especially now what we're waiting on some news later on tonight about even if we can play um, around the country for the next while. But um, the plan would have been just to give another, definitely another full year amateur, uh, try and get on the team. So it was nice to get on the teams now. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's tough to, that there's no traveling and you can't go and do these events that the lads always do like America and South Africa and Australia um, but at least I've kind of got my foot in the door now. So I suppose it's just trying to build on on, on that rather than being just you know won one trophy and then you kind of dipped off again. It's about just building on this now and, and trying to get better for next year and have a have a better year next year. But uh, it's definitely staying amateur anyway.
0: No good cool, because like I don't I don't know about you, but I'd be like I'd be in no rush, <laughs> especially no. with it's going on. I'd be like no. You know, if I can support myself for another year of of getting yeah. around, I definitely, I definitely be encouraging that. And you'll exactly, be yeah. you'll be a professional long enough. Huh? Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, is that exactly. the, is that the view? Is it the view to yeah. go to Q School the end of next year? Hopefully, or yeah,
1: that that would be um, yeah, that would be the view. Definitely to turn pro um, at some stage. Uh, I'd love to do that. Um, just I wouldn't be rushing into it, as you said. Yeah, but when you're looking at uh, the way. Everything is now. It's it's every, everyone's struggling. So it's if you exactly if you can support yourself playing amateur golf, and it's a great life, I think, and um, it's great fun competing. So I'm definitely going to do that for at
0: least another year. Excellent stuff. So have you any of the of the I suppose three four years now of playing uh, competitive amateur golf in Ireland? Is there any particular memorable story, or maybe you know of of a particular event that you can share with us?
1: Um, <laughs> I'd have to filter out some of the yeah, different stories. Um, we've I've had yeah great stories over a few years. Um, I've had Barry Anderson being at was at Royal Dublin, and he won two championships. And um, I think it's huge playing with people like that and seeing them win, and that pushes you on. And we had great celebrations uh, after he won one of them. But I suppose that's probably not a story I'd share. Um. The, uh, I suppose my first championship was the West and I remember Johnny Yates, um, Johnny Yates won the year before and then he was either leading qualifier or second qualifier going into this year and I had never played before so no one knew who I was and I remember I just got, I got up and down from over the back of 18 at Ross's uh, to make the cut by one and i'd never been so nervous over like a five-foot putt. i made it and i was in i was delighted and then the online leaderboards inside and all the lads start laughing all the, all the boys from Old Dublin started laughing they're like oh you've johnny yates tomorrow morning good man and um I, I played just out of my skin the next morning i think i was off scratcher plus one and i managed to beat johnny which was such a massive thing for me, and like he was such a good sport and really complimentary. And, and that was one of my biggest, um, um, I was just one of my proudest moments playing that. And I think I won one or two more matches, and um, that kind of really gave me a good taste for, for championships in Ireland and playing. And um, but that was probably, yeah,
0: looking back, that was probably one of my favorite memories. All right, deadly, that's deadly. He's an ace man, Johnny. Ace. john doing well. Hmm. he's up there he was up there yeah, on the he's... Alps to perform really well this year he's one to watch definitely one to watch yeah, into class next player, year yeah class player so we we'll are getting into the nitty-gritty now and a quick fire Q&A so are you ready right okay this is the real important bit now right okay Hugh Foley what was your walk on Son be? um usually seven nation
1: army um what's that? Is, that is that the name of the song or is that the name of the band
0: I got you covered I got you covered um, yeah. I think that's the name I think that's the name of the, the song yeah yeah um, it'll be tr- tr- rolling along now under under your dose yeah. tones although
1: before before the last round of the Irish um, close was Dreams by Fleetwood Mac because of that viral kind of skateboarding video I don't know if you've seen that I was listening oh, to I saw that, that. yeah <laughs> that was my walk on on Sunday yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean we might underlay that one then no yeah <laughs> with the new meal plan is it gym or pizza uh, pizza hat visor or a Keelan Rafferty bucket hat <laughs> uh, hat probably do you have them Royal Dublin bucket hats uh, do you have them in the I shop? think they
1: do yeah I've never worn one and it looks great for in the rain so I might invest um, yeah, yeah, if I'm I can pull me, it don't. off
0: <laughs> well I don't know if I can pull it off but I still wear <laughs> one Happy Gilmore or Tink Up Happy Gilmore walk or cart cart Ooh, win the Masters or win the Open
1: uh, <laughs> win the Open
0: Instagram or Twitter Instagram play or practice play nice one I have one more question and it's kind of it's a descriptive one right so if let's just say you've done your meal plan for the day or it's the end of the day grand I don't know if it's a practice there maybe the end of a tournament day and you're sitting down to dinner and you can pick six people any people you want who are the six people in the world or of uh, ever dead alive in the world golfing, celebrity, family even Hackett I don't know whoever you want to come
1: <laughs> Hackett would definitely be there if there's <laughs> women nearby and I'm looking to <laughs> then I'll pick Hackett all right yeah. looking for
0: a wingman Hackett okay. uh, yeah,
1: yeah looking for <laughs> Hackett's in now. he'll love this <laughs> Hackett and five uh, five women no um <laughs> Um we'll go Hackett we'll go Jack Nicholas Um I have to go for other sport. I might go for Roy Keane. I feel like he'd be interesting. Um I'd be a big Paul O'Connell fan as well now. In the rugby, um, manic
0: aggression. That's what yeah, you. Got, and of course, of God, manic, yeah. manic aggression.
1: Yeah, I think you need Tiger Woods there as well. Okay, um, one more. Um, hmm. <laughs> I don't know now. Um, I keep it. It's all been kind of male sports, isn't it? So we oh, get Lance, Margo Robbie Lance. in there for Very
0: a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff for you. Well, congratulations again on that feat in Rossi Penna. And I wish you all the best in the next year. And i sure we'll stay in touch. We might even play for an old money game with Hackett yeah, in Royal yeah. Dublin someday. <laughs> yeah, be a good crack. Thanks very much Cheers. for having me. Thanks a million. Great. That was Hugh Foley, of Royal Dublin and current AIG Irish Close National Champion. That is a mouthful, Hugh. Why can't you win something handy like the South? Um, but uh, congratulations to Hugh Great crack, great listen, great gent Someone to watch over the next 12 months As he looks to dominate the Irish amateur scene And why wouldn't he with a meal plan like that But um, yeah, from everything from Dancing like Hugh Grant To getting into golf To reaching the elite amateur scene in Ireland Definitely a great man uh, For the game here And doing it with a sense of humour Which is great to see So, if you have enjoyed the story of this week with you, please leave a review wherever you can, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, Please do, they really, really help, Um, especially when I'm approaching guests and stuff. And I go, look, yeah, this podcast is unreal. You want to be on it. Um, So, yeah, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who does press play every week and who does share it. Um, It's a little hobby of mine. I'm looking to grow it into a bigger hobby. Uh, just trying to make things better every week so if you have any recommendations feedback who you want on the show get on to me patty underscore golf instagram and twitter there's a dodgy fee facebook page there or pattygolf.com loads of places i live in loads of places literally physically but yeah but thank you Thanks for press and play. Thanks for sharing. Please keep doing so. Big giveaway in the next two weeks. Like a lockdown Ireland golf giveaway with brands I love and support. And hopefully love me back. So stay tuned. The giveaway will be through this podcast. Not on social media. So yeah, that's a new one for me. But thank you all for press and play. Until we teed up again soon. I'm Patty.